Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Second Course Podcast, a podcast of Coppell Bible Fellowship, where we sit around here at the table, the round table, with the pastors and talk about this week's message. And this week we had Michael up, but right now, gentlemen, how are you? Oh, <laughs> I'm doing just uh, fine. We loaded had a little, question. Yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah. of loaded, yeah. loaded we had question. a lot of things we had to unload today, but hey, yes. we're all good. Yeah, we did. There's a lot of physical labor going yeah. on over yeah, here at Coppell Bible. Well, we just, we were smart, looked at the calendar, realized it's storming the next few days, yeah. and we got some stuff outside we got to do. and so Cleaning up, doing some uh, moving, Absolutely. so we got it done. And then yep. we're right back here to talk to you on this podcast, so if we sound a little out of breath or... A little bit lethargic. <laughs> that could be the reason. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Can you hear a hamstring pull? <laughs> yeah. Just sounds, it sounds like somebody breaking a guitar string. <laughs> <laughs> but we were, uh, this past Sunday was awesome. We are continuing Second Peter. Michael, rock solid rock message. Solid. Oh, I just you. appreciate it. Yeah. Really just well done. Solid as a wow. rock on that foundation, man. <laughs> Yeah, you listened. I'm <laughs> Podcast over. They know what it was yeah, about. Yeah, that's right. I got it right. So, uh, Michael, why don't you walk us into it? And uh, while we wait for Brent to answer that email. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> been waiting 14 been episodes waiting for, now. Yeah, to get that. Finally got him. Anyway, Michael, why don't you uh, why don't you walk us through the message from this week and uh, just fill yeah. us in, and we'll go from there. Yeah, well, uh, we're obviously in week two of Know and Grow, this new series that we're going through Second Peter. And there's honestly oh, so many messages you could preach through this section that we're going to make out of one. And so I just decided to go through what I thought the, the foundation of what he was saying Um which is really comes down to the love of the Bible, of God's Word. And you see it throughout this whole text on, on why he wants people to know it and to grow in it. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I had this sermon done, uh, but I felt like it needed something else. And I promise you, it was the Holy Spirit on Friday where I was like, man, I, I just feel like there's something else I need to do. And, and then Jesus' words at the end of Matthew 7 came to mind where it's the classic song, If You Grew Up in Church. The wise man built his house. And so I'm just like, I'm going to go look at this real quick. Mm. And I'm like, man, this is so applicable to what Peter's saying here. And so I, sh- I started with uh, Jesus' words about building your life on the rock and the rock of God's word mm-hmm. and how you see Peter trying to convey this same truth to those he's writing to because the first few verses he says, remind, remind, remi- I'm reminding you, sure I'm reminding you, I'm Absolutely. reminding you. What is he reminding them of? The that they need to stick in this truth they have and in, in God's word and their knowledge of it and to keep growing and pressing into it. And and he's saying, I know you all know this. Yeah. And it's like as they're reading that, they're thinking, We know that you know that we know this. Like, <laughs> but it's not wasted breath. He's at the end of his life. And right. he's like, I'm just gonna keep on yeah. just pushing this because you you don't need to fall asleep to this truth. You need to stay established in it, which is what he tells them. And, there's so much in this that it's just so fun to preach out of. But then he gets to really a section that it, it was kind of like this solidifying thought for him, this experience for him on why God's Word is so real and true and needed to, uh, why we need to stay into it. 
And it was the experience of the transfiguration of Christ, which could be so many sermons in and of right, themselves. Right, all by yeah. itself, absolutely. But this moment where, for Peter writing this, he got to experience so many things in this transfiguration, but one of the main things I thought was so cool that in this time when Jesus kind of shows him what the coming king, what he himself is going to look like when he comes back again, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just Jesus there, God's there, Peter, James, and John are there, so it wasn't just one person's word, It's you got three apostles' words. And then also you have Moses and you have Elijah. And so that represents the law and the prophets, and Jesus is the fulfillment of that. So once again, you see this kind of full picture of, of the biblical narrative. And, and, and even this second coming of Christ, this prophecy we know is going to happen, he's, he's experiencing this with all his senses. And mm-hmm. so he's writing them to say, this is true. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't just any—I love that he says, it's not a myth. This isn't a fable. We didn't just get together and make it up. It's true. And because this one's true, all of them are true. And uh, and he and he that's what he says at the end of it. He do, he he goes on to talk about just the really the beauty of this one prophetic uh, promise of the second coming of Christ and how it's a light or a lamp in a dark place. And I talked through that, but he gets done and he goes. By the way, this is not just this one. All of them. God's whole word is true, and it's just cool how he took them to. I want to remind you of to to stay on this, uh, establish yourself on this rock, and to build off this rock of God's word. And I'm going to remind you again. And oh, and by the way, I'm going to remind you one more time. And oh, by the way, I experienced how one of these prophecies for sure is going to happen. Oh, by the way, it's not just this one; it's all of it. And so I was just trying to convey to our people that this is God's real word, and it is alive, and it's something that we need to spend time in, and really just try to encourage our folks to open it up outside of Sundays, mm-hmm. which I know a lot do, but just like Peter writing them, hey, I know y'all know this, but now you got to make sure you stick with it. And so I was hoping that I could convey Peter's words well on that part of it. And so that's that's what it was. There's all these little kind of little side pieces to it, but that was the general premise. All right. Really, really well done. Well illustrated. Your infographic Bible, those, those uh, charts were just really communicated. That's one of those pictures worth a thousand words mm-hmm. kind of scenarios. Mm-hmm. That was really good. And of course, that that ending of that uh, lighthouse mm-hmm. on that granite rock, that mm-hmm. was amazing. It, it really brought things home. I, I really, I, I know many, many people came up to me saying, wow, what a message. Mm-hmm. I mean, God yeah. really used you. It was, it was a, awesome. Well, I love that because that's, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I know y'all know this, but as you prepare, you're not just praying, Lord, give me something get, and help uh, clear my mind and, and show me what you want, but you're just really also praying, Lord, just use whatever it is you give me. Just use it and help people be receptive. And there's a man in our church. He's he's one of the oldest men in our church, mm-hmm. and he didn't tell me this. He was telling my father-in-law, but my father-in-law told me that he goes, man, you know, I, I do read my Bible and pick it up, but uh, but it's not daily. Mm-hmm. And I just realized through today that I need to pick up my Bible more. Yeah. And it's like that, wow. you know, we're wow. just like... That's what you want. You're like, Absolutely. yeah, and he yeah. he's a guy who knows this truth, and he's like Peter says, established in it. But it was it's just encouraging to know that, and it's fun. I've said this before, but that you use your gifts, talents, and abilities God's given you to serve Him and serve His people, mm-hmm. and and to see Him move through you and in the lives of people, and to hear those stories. Um, that there, there really is <laughs> take this the right way. It really is almost like an addiction that you get yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Where you're like this feeling of just sitting there in my backyard again, like last week, and in a chair, listening to a little music, thinking about it, just going, man, this is so life-giving. It is, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's the word of life, and you you really open it up really well. It was very encouraging 
to remember that it's, it's not just the New Testament, it's not just the Old Testament, but the whole thing mm-hmm. comes together. Yeah. Uh, you and I talked about earlier in the week, you know, 1,500 years, over mm-hmm. 40 different authors, three different languages, and yet not a contradiction in the mm-hmm. bunch. And it's, it's just awesome. And I love that he says that because he, he, they were dealing with false teachers in the first century. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Here we are still dealing with a lot of them, right? And and I didn't want to go too, dive too deep into that, but I wanted our people to know, how can you know if something that is being taught is true or false? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if someone takes it out, and maybe for people who are established, especially in our church, in a Bible church, they've yeah. heard a lot of these truths, these foundational truths, but so in their gut or through the Holy Spirit, maybe they have this feeling of like, I don't know if what I'm hearing is true. Well, what you mm-hmm. do is you look you, you look at the rest of Scripture and you start to, let me, let me see if it fits here. Oh, it does. Yeah. Let me see if it fits here. And if it gets to a place it doesn't, that still doesn't mean it's not. It may mean you need to think a little differently or, mm-hmm. or get some outside wisdom or sources there. But at some point, you get to a place where the dominoes don't fall in that scripture anymore, and you go, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't believe this one. I, I don't, this one isn't real. This isn't what it's being, being conveyed or true. So I love that he said that no prophecy came from the will of man, and you can't just singly interpret one prophecy in and of itself to make it fit whatever you want, and that's false teaching, which is what, Barkef, what you're going to be in the yeah, hot seat you're talking be- about <laughs> the next two go. weeks. Here we go. <laughs> Hang in there. You know, just, you know, stressing that point, um, you know, sometimes we can get a little uh, rosy-eyed glasses thinking in this early church, but how quickly did it take for people to get off the rails? (laughs) It didn't take long. Well, they were off the rails while Jesus was still (laughs) walking on there. That's true. That's true. But, you know, know, after the day of Pentecost, how quickly did did it take for that stuff to get in? And so, of course... Um, it's not, it's never been any different, mm-hmm. you know, to have that foundation. You've got to be rooted in the Lord. Mm-hmm. You've got to be rooted in Scripture. You've got to be rooted in the truth. Mm-hmm. And that is how you spot yeah. error, you know. Yeah, and, and, and and that's the funny thing about error is it looks – it's so appealing. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise you'd be able to – you know, otherwise you, you would immediately reject it and you wouldn't have to go and, and – and, Test you know, it. Test Absolutely. it, because it is. It's unbelievably appealing, and, and using those words that really uh, resonate with people, and then it's like, man, that is just hollow and false. Right, building your life on sand, like Jesus said at, at, in Matthew 7. But I didn't say this yesterday, but in some of my studies, I was thinking about that what you just said, that you have to go test it. A lot of people, and, and this is the responsibility of us shepherds, but a lot of people... You know, they won't go test it, but they'll listen to us and they trust us. So obviously we test it. But you see in chapter 1, verse 5, he says, now, but talking to you, not just to the Mm -hmm. shepherding people, he just said to to every Christian, Mm -hmm. you are the one that needs to go add to your faith, and you're the one that needs to diligently do some of these things. and Engage the process. Engage it. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I I love that people trust us and they, they believe us and... And, and know that we're putting in time, effort, and energy to study and to know and to grow and learn and those things. But, yeah. but still, there's part of it that it's like you yourself need to know because the day will come where you may hear something via social media or something and go, mm-hmm. oh, you know what, that sounds that sounds good. And then you start to be enticed like some of these Christians here that Peter's writing to. And, and, and then before you know it, you may be someone who ends up following a cunningly devised fable, yeah. as Peter yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah. well... And that is happening. I mean... No question. When you bring up social media, um, how many uh, shepherds or leaders who are out there 
uh, now claiming that there's some kind of new understanding of God's word that rejects all this has come before it, or um, even saying, you know, talking about how much error there is, or con- to your point, contradiction, which isn't there. Exactly. And using that, and people are getting thrown off by it and getting distracted from from what's really important and, and what God has called them to do right now. So true. Yeah, I. It, it's so hard because... I, I'm not going to call out names. No. Don't. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. But there are... It does exist. Yeah, we'll just leave so, it at that. There are so many, even people that through my last 15 years, yeah. that I, even when I was in college, when I didn't really know some of the more in-depth the, uh, mm-hmm. theology, uh, different things, I, and I just didn't, or at least couldn't recognize it because I didn't know it that well, and... And I listen to these people, and then nowadays I'm going, oh, my goodness. And, yeah. and then there's some blatant things I've heard recently, and th- that it makes you s- mad on one hand, but mm-hmm. then also just makes you sad. And, yeah. and you're just thinking, if people are getting away from the truth. Mm-hmm. and Well, what we're doing is we're, you know, you hear this in elementary school, our concern is that our children learn critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. Similarly speaking... We want those under our charge uh, in the church, family, we want them to have critical thinking skills theologically, to mm-hmm. be able to recognize, you know, that's not, that, that, that something's not right about that. And I'll give you a little preview this week. Uh, you're ask, we're asking our people to be more noble than that, mm. to be good Bereans. Mm. And that's a you know, Bible turn. <laughs> Anybody out there doesn't know that, comes from the book of Acts. And when Paul went to the Bereans in Berea, they were checking out everything mm-hmm. he had to say. He's quoting from the Old Testament how Jesus fulfilled these prophecies, mm-hmm. and they're checking it out. And he, he says they were more noble than the ones he'd been with before because mm-hmm. they were willing to say, look, okay, we're here what you have to say, and now we're going to check you out and make sure yeah. it's in line, which is exactly what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, that's a wise practice to, mm-hmm. to implement. I think... You know, you, you, on one on one hand, I'm sitting there thinking, well, in Paul's day, there wasn't uh, X amount of commentaries out, yeah, X amount yeah. of, of of people who are professional or whatever, mm-hmm. studied up or have PhD after their name or whatever it is, and so you go, well, you know, good for them. But nowadays, it's like it's even almost like we got to direct our people, and, and it's hard to do because you don't want to call out people, but you direct them in the right place. Yeah. Because you want them to well, be the reason research. you don't call out people is because it, it's not about the personality; it's about the teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's and true. that we want you to understand the teaching. And, and if I just name a person, and you say, "Okay, well, I must stay away from that person's teaching." You're still vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You're, you're vulnerable until you understand why that teaching is off. Such a and, good point. And it doesn't matter whose mouth it's coming out of. Mm-hmm. Understand the teaching, and then and then you can. You know, navigate through the web yourself. You can navigate through the podcast yourself, through yeah. whatever you want, whatever service you want to watch. You know, uh, via your computer, you mm-hmm. navigate it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even then, you know, it's we can fall into the trap of just well, that guy tells me it's wrong, so I'm just going to trust that you know what you've explained. Exactly. Well, no, 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 no. You got to go back mm-hmm. just because. We may say we disagree with a particular point. Um, you need to go check. I mean, it's it's so funny that it all just comes back to okay, think, read, yeah. 
look to understand. We're talking about know and then grow. That's the name of the series. Yeah. You, you so, have personal responsibility that we can, mm-hmm. you don't get to give to us. It's mm-hmm. your responsibility, but we're here to equip you yeah. so that you can fill your own personal responsibility well and, and, and be excited about mm-hmm. how, what it is you're believing and walking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so I, I, you know, on one hand, you're like, dive in, know the truth. And, mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, you, you can also get to be where you just read commentaries and you're yeah, just, yeah. and, and that can be very valuable, obviously. But yesterday I was just thinking, okay, how do I get them just to fall in love with God's word? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. God's word. Great job. And, Great job. And, and I really tried to feel like Peter in this, where at the first, at the beginning, you're just trying to remind it, hey, I know y'all know that we are yeah. a Bible church, which doesn't mean that everyone knows all the ins and outs or intricacies mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. And we're all we're all still learning together. Exactly. exactly. That, which is yeah. why the title is Know and Grow, and not mm-hmm. we've we've learned and now we're gonna tell you. Absolutely. <laughs> or Absolutely. No, but, we're learning together. But I just felt like, man, if we can just convey that people need to open up God's word yeah. and just begin reading it and taking it in, because a commentary can can tell you some details about you know, when you have some questions or wonderings and mm-hmm. context, things like that. But the, the commentary isn't God-breathed. No, it's another it's guy not, writing. It's not alive. The Bible is, though. And yeah. and so I just felt like, man, if we can convey what we're trying to convey through the Bible. And so, and I think that's what Peter's doing. There's all these prophecies. Well, they're not necessarily in First or Second Peter, but these Old Testament mm-hmm. prophecies that have been fulfilled. So the Bible fulfills itself. It is the Word that's of God. Right. It's active and alive. And so... I was hoping that we could we could convey that. I really felt like 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 that was something that w- people would feel when it was over. Yeah. And then uh, and then the, in the same way that on Friday is kind of where I felt like G- uh, <laughs> uh, where the Holy Spirit was leading me to Jesus's the end of Sermon on the Mount from Jesus. I still felt like how do I end this? You know, and mm-hmm. I've been to this uh, lighthouse in Spain. I've traveled to Spain a couple times and. That was a beautiful place, boy. Man, I would it is, you ferry out to it or how yeah, do you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you have you, to, right? Well you can ferry out. Um I actually didn't go on a ferry. I went on a uh let's see the i I've been out there twice. The first time on a almost like a little not like I don't even know what you would call it, not a John boat, but kinda like a oh, John yeah, boat. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then the and then the other time it was on a, a little bit bigger catamaran, if you will. That goes very up on cool. The other side. I was very cool. I was waiting for you to say I inserted my halo drop from a high <laughs> yeah, altitude. That's, yeah, like yeah, Michael, yeah. Did, Michael uh, parachuted yeah. in. Right, Mission Impossible coming <laughs> that on was in. A possibility. And <laughs> if right. I had the money, I probably would have tried. Right, yeah. right. But I was there on one of those beautiful days. I didn't take either of those pictures that I showed, but that was I was there on one of those beautiful days. I'm happy to hear you didn't take the storm picture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was right here. Yeah, uh, man, I wish I was that. I could, that I could do was that. But, amazing stuff. But it's just this massive, huge rock that that you're hearing about all these wars and storms and all these things and and it's just never budged and then i was thinking i literally on friday i was thinking man or saturday maybe i was thinking i wonder what this a picture of this in the storm looks like if i can find one and there was a lot of them but that one was because the light was just barely shining through but it was still shining great you need to make sure that that gets on the video Oh, yeah, I'd be tell cool. Daniel about that. Yeah, yeah. make sure it because. Well, see, there's it's our graphic for the entire series. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's that. what we should have done. House. You know what's funny? Because the heart, we said this, we joke about this. One of the hardest things as a speaker, uh, you know, as a pastor, is going, what not to say. Yeah. Right. And so you get to that point, even in, in verse 20, when he talks about uh, that the light shines in a dark place, mm-hmm. or verse 19, mm-hmm. uh, light shines in a dark place. And then I'm looking at this picture, and then I'm thinking of John 1. Sure. And, and I'm thinking of all the city on the hill. I like all my mind's yeah, going to all. Don't get down too many. 
more, yeah, yeah more yeah, sermons yeah. down the road, and I was like, I can't do it. I'm just gonna stick right here. Yeah. Over, the over illustration, especially at the sermon. end of a sermon, you know, you're yeah. like, and, and after that, you're like, well, end on that note, and and don't drag it out, and, and let make them it. make the association. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing is is that's the critical thinking part that's is true. jog it, jog the mind, and let them make the association. Every, yeah. Maybe that would be our summer great. series Ooh, in the light. In the light. There we go. I think there's a song. I don't know. Brent's writing it right now. Yeah, he's, he's writing it right process. now. He's in process. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's, well, let's, yeah. yeah, I do want to talk about Saturday. Because, oh, Saturday, yeah. Because, uh, Nathan, you did a fantastic job organizing and laying it out, and Dr. Jerry Mungadzi was incredible. Oh, yeah. uh, Becky did, Walker did a wonderful job, you and Kim together. Uh, so why don't, why don't you just tell people what we're talking about? Well, so uh, we mentioned in the last podcast, we had a, uh, a, a seminar. It was one day on uh, anxiety and depression um, specifically. We're calling it uh, part of a mental health ministry, which we haven't named yet, but we're working towards that, trying to figure out what we want to call it. Um, and it's an idea that was planted by the Mungazis, came to us and uh, felt that rightfully so, that this was a need that they see in the church for building support networks and educating people on uh, mental health issues. And uh, Jerry's a doctor. He uh, he has an office, uh, Right Brain Therapy. Um, this is something he studied for 30-plus years. This is what his PhD is in. This is what his PhD is in. And, and, and it's it's a really fascinating thing to talk about, you know, the, the sections of the brain that contribute to anxiety. What are the environmental factors? What are the genetic factors? To be able to understand how people struggle and that it's not a one size fits all. There's multiple ways that this can happen. There's multiple reasons this can happen. And then Becca coming in and talking about, you know, coping mechanisms, practical, practical things mm-hmm. you can do. And then, you know, for Kim and I just having the opportunity to share our story that we have uh, been through with our daughter, which we had permission to talk about that, but uh, things in our family we've done that are just little things that have helped us and helped her and creating a safe space. So the next thing is uh, uh, we're talking with Jerry, and we want to be able to start a class um, where he gets to address topics. Um, we also uh, have another. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw the name out yet because we're working on it. Uh, <laughs> but we also have another individual that's involved. That's a that's a uh, professional counselor who's got a great book that uh, has been going through with a life group that we thought that would make a great class too. And, and not one that he wrote and in this no, case, one that, that one he, he found and finds very helpful in his practice. Uh, what's important, I think, is that uh, our folks understand, anybody who's listening, that yeah. we understand that being in Christ, having placed your faith, your trust in Christ alone as Savior, does not exempt you from genetic and environmental issues here now today Mm -hmm. that Christians, real Christians, still struggle with and need help with. And uh, and that alone uh, helps people understand, look, this isn't a name it and claim it scenario here. It's like we understand that we are in a fallen world, and that affects Mm -hmm. our own genetics, that affects our environment. And yes, we do look to the Lord, but part of that is that He shows us different ways that we can cope with these things, mm-hmm. and so and, we want that, that available. Was, that was a, a, a major uh, positive that I heard from people is, we're so thankful that Coppell Bible doesn't shy away from it or no. sweep it under the rug. You're going to address these things head-on, face-on, boldly, mm-hmm. um, understanding this is a real this is a real issue, it's a real concern, and uh, we're not just going to cast it to the side, but we are going to meet it head-on, like I said, and... Uh, so I'm excited. We're going to be uh, meeting very quickly. 
um, to see if we can get that, uh, how quickly we can get that class going. Um, and then ev- eventually what our, uh, another one of our goals is to have uh, weekly groups that meet, uh, not counseling, but support groups to encourage one another and sit with people who are in similar situations and guided by uh, trained leaders. And um, we're excited about that again, like I said. So awesome. it was an awesome day. But we got another one coming up in uh, about a month and a half. Well, yeah, almost two months. Wow. It's going to be the end it's of quick. June. And uh, if you've been around here for a while, you know we've done VBS in previous years, and we thought this year's let's mix it up a little bit. Um, and so we're changing a few things for this year. Um, and that is we have an event called One Crazy Summer. I picked the name because I thought, you know what, that, that best <laughs> you know, sums it up. Well, it fits you. I can <laughs> it say fits that. me. <laughs> and we thought, what if we took VBS, parts of VBS, like the big, large group, loud, singing, fun, teaching, and we said, you know what, mom, dad, we want you to be a part of this with your kid. We want you to be a part of this with your family. And so we want you to be in that room. We want to see you singing. We want you to have that chance to walk through what we're learning with your child. Absolutely. And then have a amazing, fantastic evening, because it's going to be at night now mm-hmm. for this year. It had this awesome evening of just crazy fun. And some of this is modeled off what I used to do in student ministry for our summer close event, which was a week-long, mm-hmm. you know, huge, massive event. We're only going four days, Monday through Thursday. But uh, we wanted to make this as accessible as we could to families. It is targeted at uh, families who have fifth graders and younger. But if you have family that are older or you don't have any kids, we'd love for you to volunteer. We think it'll be a great chance to meet these families. And and we've got plenty to do and nothing that's scary. Everything's going to be fun. Um, but uh, here's the cool thing. I love this is it's $75 and you think, Nathan, that's a lot. Well, that's for one family and we're going to feed you all week. So you don't even have to awesome. worry about dinner. Wow. You just come up, we'll feed you and we're going to have a great time. So it's all peanut butter, jelly and <laughs> yeah, pizza. Is, is that no, what it is? I promised yesterday. I said, we are not youth ministering <laughs> that's you right. and it's going to be pizza every night. We're working on some ideas and uh, some real food. Yeah, yeah, okay. Our, okay. our team is doing. working hard. We have uh, parents that have uh we have, are working with us and supporting it like, hey, we love this idea because, you know, you can invite your neighbors. And mm-hmm. yes, I did say yesterday that there are 7,000 gallons of slime. That, that was an estimate. Here we go. It might actually be more than that. But, but that uh, doesn't have anything to do with the food, right? That has nothing okay, to do with okay, the food. Okay, I want to make sure. If yeah, it yeah. all gets but eaten I will before say, Thursday. I will Thursday say, there will be at least one day where you need to dress to get messy. There so, you go. And okay. we know kids love that. So There you go. Anyway, that is June 26th through 29th. Um, beginning at 5.30, I believe. It's on the website. You can look it up. The registration's open. Please go do that. We'll have the registration link for volunteers. We are pumped. So uh, we think it's going to be a cool, cool new thing for us. Looking forward to Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Michael, awesome job once again. Really well done. Um, you know, I just I can't think of a better foundation that you laid for Bark. I'm going to keep making rock Here jokes. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yep. But Bark Hef's up this week. Come on now. We're excited. Let's bring it. And until next time, you guys have a great week, and we'll see you on Sunday. Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.